I am the knight. And it's time for some B rowing over. What's up, everyone? This is Nathan for B rolling over. And I just want to talk about a serious subject here because, well, there have been a lot of counterfeit on the driver's license. And so, our government system thinks it's a wonderful idea of, hey, instead of finding a way to strengthen our driver's license, let's add another stupid thing that you need in order to travel. Great idea! Oh wait, we already have that! It's called a passport! What's with this real ID? I'm sorry folks, but this just makes me angry. This is ridiculous. Okay, so let's say this real ID does work out, but you know what happens to everything at some point? It becomes counterfeit. So, what should we call the real ID if it's, once again, another thing that gets counterfeited to the point it goes straight to the moon? What, what are we going to call the real ID? Oh, this is not, this is the real ID. You need your real, real, real ID. And then after that, there you go. And then that gets counterfeited. And so they'll go, call it the real, 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 real ID. This is just stupid. Just stupid. Another, it's like putting a band-aid over... A bleeding heart. Yeah, it will solve the problem only temporarily, but you still have a bloody heart on your hands. The worst part is we're going to need these real IDs in order to travel in the future. That's what passports are for. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. And I just thought this this couldn't get any stupider. But it will. Just trust me. It's the U.S. government. They will find a way to make a solution that is so simple to solve and overconvolute it. Well, that's enough of uh, politics for this show. This is why I don't usually talk about politics. But I just wanted to get that out of the way. Not the biggest fan of the real ID. I just find it stupid. Find a way to strengthen something that already exists instead of replacing it with something else. If you can't strengthen a thing that already exists, then why do we even have it in the first place? The driver's license is supposed to be a way of showing that of the permission of insert state that you are in, that you can drive in that state. And also, if you do travel around, that you have the permission of driving around. And, also, it's used if you are 21 and over, and if you drink, 
to make sure that they know that you are at the legal drinking age if you have a driver's license. And was even used to get through the airport in the past. But since, of course, the reason why is because they're like, well, since it's counterfeit, I guess we need to make another one. Okay. Try to strengthen the thing that already exists. That's what you do. You don't go like, well, we did, we did, we did nothing at all. So we're just going to add this thing called a real ID, and you're going to need it in order to travel. Do you realize that every single thing that exists at some point will become counterfeit? So... What do we call the real ID once everyone has eventually... Let's face it, this is already going to be counterfeited as we speak. Probably more counterfeited than the driver's license. Was this an over-convoluted plan in order to... Is this your way of finding a way to strengthen the driver's license? They focus on one thing. You punish everyone that's been following the law just because a bunch of criminals have... Counterfeited the ten buck two. I don't know, but personally, I feel that life sometimes, life as a punchline that's just waiting around the corner. For example, everyone keeps on talking about Trump and Russia, Trump and Russia. I'm just waiting for the punchline that turns out Melania Trump somehow was a secret Russian spy this whole entire time. I'm just waiting around for that punchline. And if that doesn't happen, well, trust me, Stephen Colbert will find a way to make that as part of the joke. Because he has that our cartoon president. But, what's not really a joke, don't, don't joke around about, Yeah, back kicker, I missed that field goal, but I went double doink. I could have made that. There's a reason why I do not put on Twitter that I could have made that. The reason why is I would do the impossible. I would find a way to kick the ball backwards. All the way through. Well, maybe not all the way back to the other field goal post and it makes it right through. But I am a lousy kicker. And that's why I don't put on Twitter... I could have made that field goal. No, I wouldn't. Not even close. I would just find a miracle to just get the ball off the ground. Especially with punting. I would find a way, let's say, make my average punting be negative 20 yard average. That's how lousy of a kicker and a punter, I am. I just found in miracle when I was doing that punt, pass, and kick competition that I didn't find a way to have kick the ball backwards. I found that a miracle by itself. Because usually I kick the ball backwards. And that is why I shouldn't be an NFL kicker. 
Or even play football. But, hey. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out there because everyone keeps on making these comments of, Hey, if I was this or if I was that, I could have probably made that. Nope, not me. Nope, I wouldn't even have come close. I would just find a miracle if I just had it fall short. I would call that victory for myself if it just fell short. Came close to even going over the goalpost. It's really funny when you think about it. I'm, I'm going back to the topic of politics. Everyone says, hey, if I was the president or if I was this leader of this specific country or this state, I would do this. It's really obvious. I make that comparison to when it comes to football, when they do the instant replay. Sure, the viewing audience and even the analysts have a clear view of what happened during the play. But when you're down at that field and you're the ref reviewing the play, maybe it's not as clear because you don't have that clear of a view in the first place. Which I think is a perfect analogy when it comes to politics of today. Everyone sees the obvious because the analysts and the fans... Analysts and the viewing public can clearly see what is going on. But when you're down in the trenches, maybe it's not as clear as to the people that are viewing and the and the experts in that field. In my personal opinion. <laughs> so let me talk about, uh, let me talk about. Autism for a bit because you know I was I was growing up during the time when actually autism wasn't even a an occurring word. It wasn't actually the regular word. It was actually called something else. It was called I do believe uh with something earth disorder. Hold on, let me look that up quickly. Here we go. Back then, it was called pervasive attention disorder. So, I had the pad. Mm-hmm. Pervasive attention disorder. 
Back then, it wasn't known as autism. Back then, it wasn't known as Asperger's or ADHD or even ADD at all. So it's interesting to, to have something and it wasn't even called autism in the first place. And it was actually called pervasive attention disorder. This this pad existed before the iPad. Uh, I couldn't resist the the board playing joke. So I had the iPad before the iPad existed. <clears throat> and I mean, it was really tough. It still is tough. I mean, imagine that you had something and you weren't really sure to tell your friends or because you were worried about that they would treat you differently. I mean, my friends knew that I had something because I, I usually didn't... Uh, I, the bizarre part was, okay, so I went to regular classes, but at the same time, I took some special classes, that way I could get some help to, to do assignments in the regular classes, if that makes any sense. Well, I remember Hooked on Phonics. I, I remember Hooked on Phonics. I, I used to remember those ads, and, and they showed the picture of the... the I think it was a Brontosaurus, and man, the '90s—it's crazy. I don't know. I, I, it, it was, it was very difficult. I know. I, I said last time, I, as hard as it is to believe right now. Back then, I had trouble communicating. I was, I was kind of slow. I I had delayed speech, and maybe even delayed hearing. I do believe, and So sometimes it took me around two minutes just to process what the heck a person has just said, and I'm able to communicate it. Without my friends, I don't think I would have been that into sports, to be honest. It felt like a mystical world that they kept on talking about angels and Lakers and Dodgers, and I was wondering, what the heck are they talking about? On the basketball court. And I found out. They were all part of professional sports teams. Major League Baseball. Dodgers. Angels. And then. The National Basketball Association. With the LA Lakers. I wanted to learn more. More and more about. These interesting. Nicknames. These teams. And I found out they had history. So I learned about the history. And then I wanted to learn about the players. And so on and, and so forth. 
I really wanted to impress my friends. But I, I, I grasped of what they were talking about on the basketball court. I just wanted some friends. I did. I, I finally did. But it wasn't because of my sports knowledge. But because I went out of the way and did everything I could to help. Now, of course, I wasn't the best basketball player. But I kept at it. I didn't give up. Every single play. Every single time I went down the court and it seemed... I always kept on trying to find a way to block. Try to find a way to get a rebound. Do everything I can. Pass the ball. I had a hard time with dribbling with the ball, but... But that's how I made friends. And... And I don't think I would have really done as well in the world without those friends that I had. And... And I think every minute that I got to meet these wonderful people. And it was just really refreshing that they they saw me. They they didn't see uh I had something. They probably knew I had something. They had no idea what the name of it was. At the time, they, I, they probably now know by now because I keep because I actually had to tell them at some point uh, back in uh, middle school it was a very difficult. I, I had no idea how to tell them. I didn't really. I I knew I had. It, it was one of those bizarre things. I I knew I had something mentally, but I had no idea what it was called. I don't. Maybe my parents told me, or maybe my parents wanted to hold it off, because if they told me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this, my life is ruined, you know, which is totally understandable. We we, we jump to conclusions about what we have sometimes, and we think of it as a, you know, a crutch. We shouldn't think of it as a crutch. I think of it almost like I'm an X-Men. I have a superpower. I can see patterns, baby. I mean, it's it's not the not the best superpower, but but I I I, I can see patterns as in for designs. And I'm able to create, even though I don't have the best of creativity with the hands. But but still, I'm, I'm able to see uh, see patterns and designs, and, and I can see in my head, and I can clearly see a picture. As surprising as it is, I was really shy. I was especially shy with with girls. Definitely shy. Terrifyingly shy to girls. The funny thing was the only way I had to express on girls I liked was, well, <laughs> was with starbursts. Yeah, the, the way that I could express on liking a girl was I usually got a, a, a 
a package of Starbursts, and I would give out to to the girls that I thought were really pretty, and I handed it out, handed them out to girls that I thought were really pretty. I mean, that was one way I I really couldn't communicate, and I even took things literally a lot. Oh, and don't get me started with me. I, I had trouble with pronouncing THs, pronouncing L's, as in I had a hard time just saying my own brother's name, Ling Ken. I had a harder time with saying my name because I had a TH in there. Sometimes it's not like, nothing. I was like, nay, thin. And like, no, that's not right. It's nay, thin. Nay, thin. Nay, thin. I wasn't. Luckily, I. Got over that, but man, just trust me, it was really annoying growing up having trouble saying THs, R's, L's. It was really annoying. The bizarre part was they found out I, when I was around, let me see, fifth grade. I had the grammar spelling of a high schooler, a freshman in high school. That was the bizarre part of it all, regardless of having this thing that's part of my mental ability. And also, I'll even admit, I was really a klutz. Wasn't very well coordinated. I was a klutz. Of course, it doesn't help. Especially during P.E., because while everybody else was up, I was down doing push-ups. So when they were down, I was up. And when they were... Up, I was down. It was really confusing. And annoying at the same time. Because when I heard someone speak about up, was trying to process the up, and so my body was able to go up. And then when someone said down, everybody else was down, but I'm still processing on my brain with their neurons and neurotransmitters as well, trying to process to my body, trying to communicate, gets delayed, and and the PE teacher just looks darn confused on why I haven't gone down yet. push-ups, that is. Down on push-ups.
Uh, to be honest, there's a lot of wonderful teachers that helped me along the way, especially uh, the late Mr. John Slade, especially. He saw a lot of potential in all his students. Now, whether it was in drama or even in English class, he saw the best in everyone. And he saw a lot more capability than we did in ourselves. He even compared me to, to Steve Martin. Because I was so... I was timid. And the bizarre part was Steve Martin in real life uh, when he's not doing his comedy he's a he's a timid person. But once he gets on stage he's a whole different person. And you know outgoing and be able to make everybody laugh. I don't think I would have seen all the capabilities that I had without Mr. John Slade's help. May he rest in peace. It was a it was a darn shame because I, I knew that he he was working he was directing a play uh, Julius Caesar and I wanted to actually communicate with him hey Mr. Sway you're you're not going to believe this but I I got a I got a part for a voiceover for a short film and and I and I and I get to do a voiceover and and isn't that something but. Unfortunately, on the same day that I had my voiceover all the way down to Canoga Park, he unfortunately died in a in a hit and run car crash. It was a late night. Around Cal Lutheran University. Sometimes we take our lives for granted. We all do. This happened around two years ago now. When I when I went to his funeral, you could tell that the respect 
and the impact that he had made on people's lives. It was nearly a full house at his funeral. Hopefully, when we eventually pass on, we have made that type of impact and also have that respect and also the love and care that we have passed on to others to that point when we once pass on. And with that being said, as I'm Nathan for B rolling over, saying so long until next time. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. I really do appreciate all the support. Please check out also the Stardust app. If you enjoy making 30-second reviews of movies, TV, and even trailers, please check out the Stardust app. I'm under the name Reactinate. Also, if you want to get in contact with me, you can also check out my Instagram. I'm sportsbooth32. And even my Twitter, NateDogSports. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And please do check out my other episodes that I have that I have out there as well. Especially the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse one, which, for some strange reason, is getting really popular. And I really do appreciate all the support. So long until next time.